0: So I titled this, it's not a very high sounding message, you know, but I titled this, build me an ark. Build me an ark. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Sweet Holy Spirit, help us at least to start out and get somewhere with this message. Let the spirit of revelation be upon our hearts, oh God. And let us not remain the same in Jesus' name. So it begins with the story of a man called Noah. And Noah, if we're familiar with our Bibles, though it's in the Old Testament, but we can see, um, you know, types and shadows. And these are men of old that have gone ahead even before Jesus came to the earth. Jesus was alive and well, God the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, but he had not come to the earth to redeem mankind. And so Noah, in Genesis 6, um, from 13 to 22, it's a lot of verses Um, and I'll just read quickly and then you can go back and read the whole story of Noah. If you're not very familiar with it, God said to Noah, the end of all flesh has come before me for the earth is filled with violence. And I'm reading from the new King James version. Um, and I'm beginning to think that the passion translation is what we're going to, somebody is smiling is what we're going to maybe officially adopt in love assembly. I'm looking at it because I'm getting to like it but it's only available in the new testament and psalms and Bra- okay maybe you help <laughs> us translate the old testament some people have been talking about passion translation so i ch- decided to check it out and i saw that it was really good but it's only available in the new testament so this is old testament genesis and he said behold i will destroy them with the earth make yourself an ark of gopher wood." So this is God giving Noah instructions, make rooms in the ark, cover it inside and outside with pitch. And this is how you shall make it. The length of the ark shall be 300 cubits. It's width 50 cubits. It's height 30 cubits. You shall make a window for the ark and you shall finish it. to a cubit from above and set the door of the ark on its side. You shall make it with lower second and third decks. (laughs) That's a powerful ship, right? And behold, I myself am bringing floodwaters on the earth to destroy from under heaven all flesh, which is in the breath of life. Everything that is on the earth shall die. But I will establish my covenant with you, and you shall go into the ark, your sons, your wives, your sons' wives with you. And of everything living, of all flesh, you shall bring two of every sort into the ark to keep them alive with you. There shall be male and female of the birds, of the animals, of every creeping thing, two of every kind, take for yourself food, you know, and all of that. It shall be food for you and them. And he says, Noah did according to all the Lord had commanded him. Praise God. He heard the word and he did what? He obeyed. He did according to all the Lord had Commanded him. And then, if you go to chapter 7, it talks about how the flood was on the earth for 40 days. The waters increased, lifted the ark, it rose high, it prevailed. You can imagine the ark, you know, just being rocky and all of that, then being inside, not sure whether the waters was going to really overwhelm them, but they continued to float, and this continued for 40 days. And it prevailed over the hills, over the mountains. Can you imagine? <sighs> and um, all the flesh died on the earth, all people who had breath in their nostrils. So that's like a sad story, right? All things were destroyed. Only Noah and those that were with him in the ark remained alive. And of course, when it was time, the Lord instructed them to go out of the ark and, you know, begin to be what? Fruitful and multiply. So when he said, build me an ark, it means build yourself up in faith. That's what it means. So if the Lord is saying to you, build an ark for yourself, he's telling you to build up your faith because therein lies your salvation. If he did not obey, if he did not take that step of faith, then it means he will have perished with the rest of the world, right? Or God would have found someone else to obey him so that he could start afresh. Gratefully, of course, after the whole story and everything dried up and a rainbow appeared in the earth and the Lord said, this will be a sign. If each time you see the rainbow, you know that I'm not going to be that angry anymore. <laughs> I'm never going to wipe out man again. So don't think that right now God is using coronavirus to wipe out the earth. No, that is not what I'm trying to say. The coronavirus is not the flood that God is angry with people, you know, because some people are saying, oh, there's so much sin in the earth and God is angry. There's always been sin, but you just have to choose, you know. So he said, that rainbow, he said, I will not destroy. earth again like this he started afresh with noah and that was amazing but noah obeyed because he said to him he said build an act for yourself if you go back and read this he said build an act for yourself whatever god tells us to do is for our own good i want us to read in the passion translation hebrews 11 6 and 7 is there a spare mic for him to use Thank you, Lord. Hebrews chapter 11.
1: Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6 and 7. And without faith living within us, it would be impossible to please God. For we come to God in faith, knowing that He is real and that He rewards the faith of those who passionately seek Him. Verse 7, faith opened Noah's heart to receive revelation and warnings from God about what was coming, even things that had never been seen. But he stepped out in reverent obedience to To God God and built an ark that would save him and his family. By his faith, the world was condemned. But Noah received God's gift of righteousness that comes by
0: believing. Amen. Thank you. Faith opened Noah's heart to receive revelation and warnings from God. The other people, their hearts were not open. But we know because Jesus has come, we have received righteousness. We have, God has credited righteousness to us up front. Hello? we are to walk in it it should be easier for us to believe god it should be easier than in the days of noah it should be easier for us to believe god because jesus came down to the earth we know he died he resurrected he's, he's risen and we are risen with him. So whatever God says to us, we should not be afraid because we have seen patterns. We have seen examples ahead of us. And so what we are to do is to walk in boldness, to walk in courage, to be hungry for his word, to be hungry to hear, to read his word, and to hear the instructions that he will give us. I believe therein lies our safety. Therein lies our hope. Therein lies the ark that we are building for ourselves. Praise God. So the things you see when you step out in faith, you will see doubters. They will scorn. In the days of Noah, you can imagine the people who would have laughed him to scorn. Like, what is this one doing? He's a dreamer. He's crazy. It had not rained on the earth before then. And now he was saying that there was going to be a flood. And it had not rained. So rain that will become a flood, this one is nuts. Faith enables us to develop like a thick skin. Where do we get this faith from? How how do we get our hearts to be open to faith? By being steeped in the word of God. Because it says faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. When we do not hear the word of God enough, what will we be full of? Fear. be full of fear because the news we are hearing it is there even if you don't want to hear it's there on the internet so that increases our fears and increases our worry but when we increase the level of the word that we hear that we see get audio Bible on your phone if you're not the reading type or you're always on the road you can be playing the Bible you know play it to sleep I believe it's going in so when the storms of life are, are come you are so you're full of faith you know you are you're, you're you're strong you're surprised at even how strong you are because he says in the day of adversity that if uh you know our strength is small if, if we faint then our strength is small so we build strength against the day of battle against the day of you know we know jesus has given us the victory up front but he's you know he he didn't lose the battle he won the battle but when we are faced with storms we have to align with him who has won the battle not to align with the enemy because you're like okay why this but yes when you are saying things and we say things out of fear because we are the the level of the word is low so it's not we don't wait till issues arise before we dive into the word of god even on a good day we have to keep feeding The word of God is is food to our spirit man. Just like any baby growing up, any child, even adult, we need food, right? To sustain this physical body. And so um, it helps us against even our adulthood. So I'm hearing now and I've heard before that the things we ate or our diet when we're growing up has a lot to do with our (laughs) future. Yes, so sometimes now you can't rewind and go back and say, oh, I wish I did, you know. It's to build strength for our bones, for our future. So again, you have to eat the word of God. In Jeremiah fifteen sixteen. 16, it says, your words were found and I did eat them. And they were the joy and the rejoicing of my heart. So again, If we want to be full of joy we have to be full of the word of God there is just no way because when you're faced with issues it's the word in you that you will remember sometimes it's at that moment you can't grab a Bible or think where do I read it's what's already in you that will come to your mind and strengthen you praise God the voice of God will be stronger than the voice of the enemy he's always wanting to raise his voice above the voice of god in our heart but it is we are the ones that will determine the volume of god's word or his the volume of his word in our hearts amen hallelujah thank you jesus thank you lord so doubters will scorn you but the call will be attracted those who are called to you, those who are called to your vision or your business or whatever you're doing, they will be attracted to you. It will resonate. So he called his sons, his sons' wives, they came. Any of them that did not come, they would have perished. And the said, ah, how can his family perish? But they did not obey. But thank God they responded. And I believe if there was anybody else there that was not part of his family that says, I am going into this ark with these people, Noah would have allowed them in. Because if he allowed animals, he would have allowed them. He would say, okay, this one's believe. Somehow, I believe. I would, I'm coming with you. He would not have shut the ark against them. He would not have shut the door against them. They would have come in. But they did not believe because they were all living in pleasure. At that time, he was living in pleasure, marrying. And, and of course, there's nothing wrong in that. But you don't live in pleasure and forget God. You don't forget God. They thought that was, maybe that was all there was to life. So you will be safe in your obedience. Your obedience is a place of safety. Hallelujah. Noah moved in faith. Jesus moved in faith. Amen. When he agreed to come down to earth, to come as a child, to grow up, you know, he believed God that he would not be lost in the midst of everything that he will fulfill, you know, he will walk according to the plan to come down as man, to come down as humanity, yet he was divinity. What if heaven abandoned him? Then he would have been abandoned, you know, to man. But when the time was right, God raised him because he fulfilled the promise. So he did it in faith. He did it in faith. Of course, when he was in Gethsemane and he was praying, he knew the time had come and he was sweating and, you know, and he said, God, Father, let this cup pass from me. He knew it was going to be a hard thing because what if you don't save me? <laughs> can, can I just maybe, maybe, maybe he wanted to be like another time, not now, but the time was, the time was right. And that's why when he was on the cross, he felt the separation from God. He said, Father, Father, why have you forsaken me? But that was just temporary because God raised him up. Amen. So even when you can't feel him or trace him, just know that it's temporary. He has not abandoned you. Hanging there because he is faithful that promised. He is faithful that has called you. He will not abandon us to the world. He won't abandon us to ourselves. So we also should not abandon him. So Jesus moved in faith. God moved in faith. He moved in faith because in the very beginning, he said, let there be light out of all the chaos. And I think faith is linked with our speaking as well. It's linked to the condition of our heart and it's linked to our speaking. So we are reminded when we're worshiping that we should say to the great mountain, you have to bow hallelujah maybe in the coming weeks we'll be able to even go to matthew 11 that great um chapter on faith and hebrews 11 as well also oh, mark 11 23 that says when if you would say to this mountain and that's a speaking aspect but it's not just about just uh, speaking from head knowledge there has to be a conviction there has to be revelation and when you say it, you have to hold on to it. It's not like you just say it once, oh, nothing happened. So that means nothing. You no, know, you have to keep saying it. Because his word is like a hammer, I believe. He's chipping at whatever you are trying to bring down. The fact that you've not seen it crumble doesn't mean that it is not down. He said to Joshua, march around Jericho seven times. Seven days, each day they'll march around. And on the seven days, seven times. What if they gave up on the sixth day? on the seventh day the sixth time what if they gave up like ugh, nothing is even happening amen but things are happening in the realm of the spirit and that's why we he said when he came up he said we will not be moved by uh, sight we will be moved by faith and I just thought, oh okay. wow thank you Lord thank you Lord this is the word for the now and that is what we birth joy that is what we birth you know a difference in us in times like this because they are very strange times they are very very interesting times but it's there are times of encouragement also because you are able to say ha ah, if not for the lord just that that's why i should go to people who don't know god because when things like this happen i mean just in the air uh, just things just even on a normal day and sometimes when i feel attacked or low or things are going i sometimes just think about people who don't have a relationship with god how are they coping how are they managing? Riches can do it. And we are rich in Christ, and we will also all have what we need, the money and all that. But what I'm just saying is that there are people who don't know God that are very poor financially. There are people who don't know God that are also very rich financially. We're not talking about that. We're talking about a relationship. Money, money cannot solve like or hasn't solved the coronavirus thing. The vice president of Iran is gone. Lost to the disease. So, this thing does not respect, I think it respects the word of God in your mouth. Praise God. And I thank God because I was going to say this by way of announcements afterwards, but I might as well just say like, there are things that we're instructed to do step up our hygiene wash our hands more frequently wash your hands You get back home wash your hands wash your hands antibacterial soap carry wipes in your whatever don't be like oh yeah 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 daniel went into the lion's den and he came out alive but he was thrown there it's not like he woke up and said i'm going to test god today i'm going to the lion's den he was thrown there he didn't want to go he was thrown there and god protected him hello so use your wife's habit. Well, so on a normal day we're supposed to practice hygiene, but I'm just saying step it up. Step it up. And you know, about two weeks ago, I was thinking, I was telling, and I told my husband, I told us so, I, I it came to my mind to buy a uh, face mask you know, just to buy. And I mentioned it, I said, ah, we should buy him face masks. Oh, I feel like buying face mask. Okay. Then you go to maybe on a normally day where we will do groceries and then we leave, and I forget, ah, we should have stopped by at CVS. Oh, we should have, you know, went into Kroger the other day and as we're leaving, I said, "Ah, we should have asked for, we kept forgetting. Mm -hmm. Anyway, yesterday, what day was it? Friday, 28th, I remember, because we were coming from, um, we had dinner, it was David's birthday, so, you know, we all went out to eat. And then when we, I said, we are going, let us get this, he to CVS, five CVSs in our area, none. Sold out. They've run out. I'm like, uh uh-huh. But it's not like I needed it. But I just thought, okay, you know, just buy and keep. You know, and just store. In the house, just like you store groceries. Don't worry, won't come to that. But buy, have groceries at home. Have some canned food. (laughs) Have some canned food in case. But we believe it won't get to that. Do you understand? There are cities now where they are. Um, How do I put it? the whole city is quarantined like under uh house arrest you can't go anywhere uh well that should be some opportunity for people to like get closer to god and just be still they're not going out to buy things they're not going out for business so god help you if you don't have food at home so again there's none there is no face mask in any pharmacy in this city or anywhere so whatever but I found out online that they said it's not all that necessary. It's not all that. It's for people who have it so that they don't. You know, but for me, when that happened, I knew that I heard God, or I knew that it was something, you know, a thought will come and they keep postponing it because it's not urgent. And lo and behold, maybe two weeks ago, if I had obeyed, I said, OK. And I didn't forget. Maybe we would have bought maybe the last pack in the shop and it would have been like ah, the last box. Can you imagine? not that we really need but i'm just saying in simple things like that in simple things like that we can practice hearing god thoughts that come to your mind if they're not evil they're likely to be god practice test um time will fill me at this time to go through maybe next week because in the story of noah there's a place before chapter eight when god said um noah should come out of the ark Noah already knew it was time to come out because in chapter 7 um, when he felt you know everything subside a bit I think they crested on the mountain uh at Mount Ararat or something like that that's where the ship you know or the ark eventually stopped but he wasn't sure whether the waters had receded completely so he sent out a dove the dove went came back with nothing so he knew that okay there was nowhere for this dove to to like rest the waters then the after a while maybe a few days after or the next day he sent dove out again the dove came out with an olive branch leaf in his leaf, so he knew that okay the waters must be receding already for him to at least see a tree and pluck it and then the third time he sent the only the dove out and he did not come back that means he had found a place to and then he heard God say come out so that also is still part of hearing God and still Faith, because even when you are not sure and you think you have to act, you have to. So it's not something that's about sitting tight. and say, okay, I've not heard God, so I'm not going to make it move until I hear God tell me what I should eat for breakfast. I'm going to stay here. Thou shalt starve. <laughs> <laughs> so faith doesn't mean we lose our common sense. Oh, God must tell me what to eat. No, he, what is to eat is already there. Plants and good stuff. Hello. He didn't say you should eat ice cream. Ice cream is man-made. <laughs> I'm not saying it's sinful, but what I'm just saying is that for everything there are consequences. So, how why was he testing? Why didn't he sit put and say until I hear God? He eventually heard God and God said it was okay to come out. But by that time, he had tested a bit. Praise God. So when you have doubts or when you have to experiment, don't think you are not in faith. Amen. So, when I come and I say, We are moving to morning and then we are moving the service to evening again, don't think, ah, Did she not hear God? <laughs> I'm taking baby steps. I'm practicing hearing God. I'm, you know, it's still all part of the faith journey. It doesn't mean that it is exact, you know. So, if God says, Okay, read that because take that exam and you take the exam and you didn't pass, don't think that you didn't hear God and say, Okay, if he heard God, then he, he why did he fail the exam? No, that's how people will judge you. And that's how you will judge yourself and second guess yourself like, I didn't hear God, that's why I felt. Did God say that you will pass it the first time? What he said was take the exam. So maybe failing first and then passing the second time is all part of the journey and the testimony. So you have a story to tell. So it's all, so that you know it's not by your own power or by your might so that you are able to minister to people who have failed before. And failure is an event, not a person. It's, failure is not you. Is an event, so separate yourself from that event. It has happened. Move on to the next one. So it's a journey because many times we beat ourselves down thinking we didn't hear God, you know? So you feel that, oh, that lady is the person for you, and you speak to her, and she's like, no. And you're like, God, but I prayed. <laughs> like, you know, and you got like back home, we like to say nil. Got it nil. But, you know, Jesus too got nails. He was wounded for your transgression. So, again, it's all part of our journey of practicing faith and hearing God. He didn't say it will be smooth sailing, but it's a life of faith to be able to say, okay, even though I heard a no, then maybe it's not time. Then you have to practice patience and you still have to practice faith in God. Amen. And you have to say, okay, even if God says no, I will not deny him. Even if he doesn't, there's nothing more that we need from him. He's giving us himself. So that's why we should not be angry if we asked him for something and we didn't get it. Or we didn't get it immediately. Or we never got it. I hope in this month we'll still be able to dig into Hebrews 11. That's the whole of it. There were those who died in faith. They saw the promise afar They still did not touch it. But they died believing and it's still credited to them as righteousness and that they did something good. So rather than wallow in doubt, just continue in faith. Praise God. So Jesus in, in Luke, and I'll close with this. You know, Abraham, he, Abraham moved in faith too, right? But he doesn't mean he doubted along the way, right? And then go back on track, he did doubt, because if he didn't doubt, he would not have said, "Ah, let me use my maid, Sarah's maid Hagar, to have a child." Well, that was Sarah's idea, and he agreed so and that's and in that period, their faith was like weak, but they got back on track again. so if you have your faith has ever been weak or doubted, don't beat yourself down, just get back on track again. Luke seventeen one to five and this is in the passion translation it says one day jesus taught his disciples betrayals are inevitable but great devastation will come to the one guilty of betraying others so again on account of whatever you are believing for or whatever action you are taking or you will experience betrayals you will express doubters <laughs> you will express people who will tell you oh you think you can make it in this land okay let's see some will tell you i've been here longer than you okay and uh i have not gotten papers or whatever you want to say you, in four years you want to get your paper okay we, we will see you know all kinds of things but you know who you believe and sometimes it comes from fellow believers because they are unbelieving believers <laughs> Don't be an unbelieving believer. Unbelieving believer is that believer that does not read the word. So they are weak in faith, and everything is sense knowledge, but will not be like that. So Jesus, you know, encouraged them, you know, to, to, to trust in him, to believe his word, you know, and of course, to forgive. And he went on to say: no matter how many times in a day, your brother sins against you. And says i'm sorry um forgive me you need to forgive him each time and the d- apostles said to jesus lord you must increase our measure of faith luke 17 5. so they needed faith you need faith for forgiveness he said lord you have to increase our faith because this is hard so it's all part of it when it's hard to forgive ask god to give you the faith ask him to give you the courage that it's by faith. Um, Because you're like, what if I forgive the person and I don't get rewarded or the person takes advantage of me? You're doing it by faith. You're doing it according to God's instructions. And so this year, we will obey the word of God. We will obey his instructions. We will be faithful to if we worship him, it means we're not worshiping with our lips, but with our hearts. Our worship is the obedience. Abraham said, I and the lad we will go and worship. But he was going in obedience. God said, go and you know, kill this boy on the mountain that I will show you. And he told his servant, stay here. The blood and I, the boy and I will go up to worship God. That's what he said. He didn't say, I'm going to kill this boy. His obedience was worship. So I pray we get to that point. I pray that we are able to, you know, just totally surrender and give everything to him. Praise God. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. So the word, worship songs, songs of praise that lift our spirit, that center us back. Songs like I, um, I'm coming back to the heart of worship where it's all about you. Uh-huh. Songs like that tell you that I'm sorry for, you know, and be truly sorry. Like, <laughs> songs like that center us and make us realize, you know, I've gone astray. It's only you that know. People may not know on the outside whether you've, you know, Shifted a bit, backsliding a little bit. No, the outside is still looking good, but you know because you know where you should be with God. Songs like, I have made you too small in my eyes. Oh, Lord, forgive me. And I have believed in a lie that you were unable to help me. But now, oh, Lord, I see my wrong, my heart, show yourself strong. So that you are centering your heart, you're bringing your heart back in alignment. And that is so New Testament, and that is so Christ. And in the Old Testament, there were people too that walked with God. And I salute those people because they didn't know Christ, but they saw a form. They had an idea, but they did not See it clearly, like Isaiah. Isaiah saw Christ. I think he was the closest to someone that you would say, a prophet in the Old Testament, because he prophesied things about Christ. He's the one that would say, Lord, just when I when he would see his sinful state, he would say, Lord, just take the call and just touch my lips. Change me, oh God. How many people want to be changed from the inside? How? We are born again, but we want to renew our minds. We don't want our minds to limit us. We don't want to be, you know, limited by, we want to have that seamless relationship with him. We want to live in possibility mindedness and not let negativity come in. And when you're living like that, people will tell you you're in in for a long thing. You're not, you're not, look, face reality. Blah blah face reality. How many people that tell you like that that you are weird? Leave me with my weirdness. Jesus was weird like that as well. So you be ready to lose friends, maybe temporarily, but later on they will come. If those people were alive, they would have said, Noah, you are right. But they had perished. But if somehow some of them lived and survived the flood, they say, Oh, you were right, and I made fun of you. With God, we cannot go wrong ultimately thank you jesus thank you father lord we pray for the grace to hunger for your word to hunger to hear you and to obey to have that attitude that we want to know what you're saying on the matter and even when we cannot hear clearly taking steps and still being conscious that lord correct me if it's a wrong step let me not walk out away from your will, Lord. Thank you, Father. Lord, we declare Psalm 91 over us, O oh God. A thousand shall fall to our side, ten thousand by our right side, it shall not come near us. The sun shall not smite you by day, nor the sun by night. The pestilence that flies by day or night shall not come to you, and he's son is she is your son he's your shield and he's your glory thank you no evil shall befall you no plague shall come near your dwelling in the name of jesus with your eyes you will see the reward of the wicked. it shall not be your portion as for you you will stand before the lord thank you father we bless you father god we will stand in your presence O oh god and we will stand in the cup for our world father thank you let there be solutions in jesus name thank you for all those working in the researching this plague of a disease oh god to bring a cure for it and we ask lord abide your mighty power oh god let there be an end to this demonic disease in the name of jesus for you said you will not put this plagues and diseases upon us upon those who are your children thank you father we give you praise lord we give you praise oh god we 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 declare peace in our land we declare love within our borders in the name of jesus satan we bind you we cast you down you this mountain of a disease go in the name of jesus Go in the name of Jesus, spirit of death. We cast you out from our borders. We stand as his ambassadors. We stand as the saints. We shall decree a thing and it shall be established. Thank you, Lord. And we bless you, Lord. And we continue to declare your victory. Let the heathen know you in the name of Jesus. Let them come to know you. Let them know your comfort in the name of Jesus. Let them know the living God. Thank you, Lord. At the mention of your name, every knee shall bow. And every tongue shall confess that Jesus is Lord. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name. Amen.